I was aiding in my every week, and we talk about it's at um, can I have a word show? Hello, Josh. We are going to get started in just a couple minutes. Uh, wait for stuff to get here. How are we doing this morning? Uh, I still have... This is new makeup, but I still have other makeup from last night. Hi, Katie. Welcome, everyone. It looks like Stephanie's here, so we're gonna, there we go. Wait, Stephanie, are you going to go live from the Can I Have a Word Instagram? Oh shoot, is this not on? Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'll be right back. Okay, come back. We're figuring things out. We have a new Instagram. It's at um, Can I Have a Word Show? Um, I was in such a mood last night, but I did not wipe off all of my makeup properly. Like I said, the eye is new. I just put a little on there to like diffuse. I don't know why I'm telling you this because I put this on to distract you from my leftover makeup. Hi, Amy. Uh, okay. Let me just put on a little spritz. Okay, there we are. Can I have a look? Hey, there we are. Good morning. I was in such a mood last night. I was telling them that I didn't take off all my makeup properly. So like, <laughs> uh. Sometimes you just don't feel like it. Sometimes you do not have the energy to do it. The most annoying part was just like under my nose and in my mustache. Mm. <laughs> I mean, the eye makeup's new. I was, I was like, <laughs> I was just saying, I was just saying, I was like, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I put on the eye makeup to distract you from the fact that I had the leftover makeup. <laughs> but the eye I'm makeup like, looks good, so you might be able to save that for today. <laughs> I do. I have to do a show later. Um, yeah. Maybe. Hi everyone, this is Can I Have a Word with Stephanie and Jason. We're like almost official now. We are so uh, almost official. It's like hi Robin. Hi, I'm just gonna wave at everyone. Good morning, gorgeous human. Right. Um, oh, that's what I we should that. say. We're stealing that. Good morning, gorgeous humans. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lizzie. Thanks, Lizzie. Um, I'm definitely in a better mood than I was last night. I'm thankful for that because I, w I went to bed not in a great mood. Oh, really? It doesn't matter why. It was just uh, okay. one of those things. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, I'm glad that today's a new day. Today's a new day. We're going to get into it today. So this usually leaves. If you're just joining us, this is Can I Have a Word, where we choose a word every week and we talk about it. This week is fear. We're going to wait for more people to get here. We'll start around 940, but come on in. Say who you are and what you're doing. No, I don't know. Um, (laughs) We're also going to be asking you questions about um, what your ideas for topics would be. Yeah, Uh, I definitely want to. Of one word. Yeah, so throw a word in. Um, You can do it on chat or if you want to um, come us. It's good too. Yeah. Okay. Follow Can I Have a Word show and message us there. Yes. Um, how did you sleep, Jason? The sleep was pretty good, surprisingly. You know what? I've been going to bed with uh, Schitt's Creek, so that's been helpful. Is it like the new office, basically? Like it's just something light and fun to go to sleep? It is light and fun. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I, I used to love watching office. office. Like way uh-huh. back. Can't think of anything to put on, throw in the office, put yeah, it on my like Yeah. Yeah, those shows are great. Um, Parks and Recreation had a special this week to raise money. I saw for- that. I saw it on Rashida Jones' Instagram. It was all right. It made me miss the show really bad. That's what it did for me. All right, I never got into Parks and Rec. <laughs> oh, that gonna was going to be you admit right now, wasn't it? Well, because everybody loves that show, and I just don't love it the same way. So The first season was shit. The second season was okay. It's like yeah. the way it happens with every show. Like, the first season right. is just not it. And if you, if you can't get through that, then you're probably just not going to like the show. That's how yeah. it was with me for Shit's Creek for a while. Like, I couldn't get through the first season. And then I just, like... Yeah, I've watched a few of those, two and I haven't, like, fully latched on, but... Yeah. I just decided to hunker down and do it, because, like, everybody's, like, gagging over it. So you're enjoying it? I do. I like it. Yeah, it has... It's, like... I thought it was... When I first started watching it, I thought... Uh, it was just like a kooky comedy, but it has like this weird heart to it too. It's like kooky comedy, but with some heart. I, I thought like it was that. just one thing, which is kind of like, yeah, which is kind of the style of like The Office and Parks and Rec. You know, mm-hmm. like, some heart to it, but mostly just ridiculous jokes. Yeah, not everything can be Monty Python's, right? And just ridiculous. So for those of you that are joining us, this is Can I Have a Word? We're just waiting for a couple more people to come in, and we're going to get started with our topic. Today is fear. Uh, We've been doing this for our third week now. Last week was abandonment, and the first week was uh, we talked about Brene Brown's first podcast, and we lost him. (laughs) That's okay. We'll get this show started no matter what. It'll be good. Um, so that's funny. Like we should actually segue into this. It's about that time, but we were discussing yesterday, like why we're even doing this. And it's a great question, especially if, um, why are we doing this? 
we're all right so what we what we shared like the consensus where we like had some overlap is that we started doing this just as like a form of therapy on our own like in personal conversations and it felt really good to have that space and that forum and then i don't even know how it turned into this but we decided like let's take this conversation out loud and maybe not only will it continue to feel good for us but then maybe what if it feels good for other people too yeah and i think not everyone allows themselves i'm sorry i dropped something not one, everyone allows themselves to have like authentic conversations, even with mm-hmm. people that they are really comfortable with. So hopefully seeing us be comfortable doing this, then um, I was hoping my whole face would change. Cause you know, those videos where they're like, oh, the little- and, <laughs> but it doesn't work. You actually have to edit it together. Boop, boop. Yeah. So that's not magic. Just imagine okay. I have a full so- face on that. I'm sitting at my makeup table, which is probably a bad idea right now because I'm going to get super fidgety and probably just end up with a full face by the end of this. Uh, it's okay. Keep hi, going. Hi, Jesse. Welcome. I'm so glad to have hi. you here. Um, Jesse's amazing. Um, so, yeah. So, we're here to have these conversations. I think... We were talking about fear. This is a fear. I felt like I was having some imposter syndrome, which is just normal for me to do in any situation. I have imposter syndrome when I go to the grocery store. <laughs> you know, like... What's that? That's a little dramatic, what? but... I don't know. I think um, if I'm being real about the joke, then um, I definitely live in immigrant... I, not immigrant neighborhoods. I am an immigrant to New York City. So, like, not in the dramatic, like, not in a real sense, yeah. but, you know, the neighborhoods I tend to live in are family neighborhoods that have been in New York for years and years and years and years. And sometimes I'm the only white person. And I feel like not an imposter syndrome, but more like, you know, I have to be respectful of the, the, the neighborhood I entered. This is not my home. It is my home. New York is my home, but like Mm -hmm. these, you know, there's people that are here have been here for years. And, um, you know, so I think one of the things Tim Ferriss said in his podcast is like, speak to, um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but, uh, just, I forgot what I was going to say now. I forgot my train of thought. Um, you were like connecting the dots between like why you feel um, imposter syndrome in the neighborhood that you're in when you go and do like these just day-to-day things. Yeah. And I think a way of combating that, the, the easy choice would just not to be able to, um, the easy choice would be just to mind your business and, uh, go about your life, which is what a lot of people do that come from other cities and come to New York to live. Mm -hmm. My choice is to make the harder choice of saying hi and making eye contact. I observe a lot of people like not doing that. These are your neighbors. You need to respect, you know, the neighborhood that you're coming in and also building that, that community too. And which is what we're trying to do here. So like, you know, say hi to your neighbors. Yeah, it, it seems so obvious and simple, but you're right. People don't do that. Like, my, I have the same experience in this neighborhood that I'm in in Denver. Yeah. And and it's up to me as um, 
I think it's up to me as a visitor of this neighborhood to do the work. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my neighbors the other day, our light bulb was out in our in our hallway that connects our apartments, and she was like, "Can you do me a favor and put a light bulb in there? I'll get you a ladder and the light bulb." And I was like, "Oh yeah, of course," because um, I'd just been putting it off too, and I didn't have a ladder. So she brought it out put it in and uh then she went back in her house to grab some cash to give me i was like no way this is like our hallway <laughs> like i've benefited from this you know I'm benefiting from this light bulb yeah. that you had me put up so i don't know what the analogy is there but i mean it's like i think especially right now we need to remember to be there for one another even the people that you don't know Oh my God, Jesse! Yes, I've had to learn to smile yeah. because the mask. I've been thinking about Tyra Banks more than ever. Yes, she has become thing. very relevant. <laughs> okay, let's try smiles. Right. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. See, you have to get very expressive, but um, that's I'm not creepy. I'm kind of creepy right now. It's hard not to get creepy with it, but <laughs> yeah, the smize is back and it's bigger than ever. Right it's really, it really is. It really is. It's a good thing. I've also been, cause I'll, I've been skating a lot. It's like a quarantine activity of mine and I'll go to like Sloan to um, a lake by my house and have a bandana on I'm just doing laps and laps and it's the same thing like I'm either waving at people or I'm trying to smize as much as possible but um it really is such it's something I've noticed especially during quarantine well during quarantine time is like people are not saying hi to each other and I think it's because we have masks on and it just feels like there's a layer of not necessarily needing to connect needing to connect, but not being willing to, because there's that, that added like, you know, peace, but it's, it's wild. It's, it's so important right now, especially if we have, you know, our faces covered, it's hard to tell, like, I don't know. So I, I love that you're going out of your way to do that at the grocery store, even before. And now it's just like even more important yeah. to, to I go think there. I have, I'm trying to think, I think I have been doing it more now. <laughs> We're trying to, but I also hope people know when I'm giving them a glare for being stupid. <laughs> Let's try. A glare. Let's see your glare. Let's see it. Can you feel <laughs> yeah, it? That's, that's another ten out of ten for us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just realized we should have went um, live from "Can I Have a Word" first because then we could have saved it there. That's okay. We'll it's we'll snag it. Yeah. Um. Okay. We'll figure this we, out. Yeah, it's we're we're rolling with it. All right. Well, let's get started today. So, um, I'm Steffi. Jason and I have been friends for many years, and um, we are on our third week of this show, where we're just choosing a word and trying to dive deep into what that means to us, our personal experiences, and how um, we've learned to frame things like fear for instance like what that means and all that good stuff so what about you i am jason aka lady berica you might be not know me as that um uh i'm a drag queen in new york city and i'm sitting at my makeup table so i'm super distracted today 
Uh, we'll try to focus it in. It's fine. Uh, maybe it's because I have some fear, which is what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Meg Webster. Uh, Jesse, I'm so glad you're here. Please stick around. So let's, uh, what are, um, we usually start the show with uh, one word, how are we feeling? Like, should we talk about what we're scared of right now? Or let's just say how we're feeling and then. Yeah. Uh, and if you want, you can drop in the comments too um, how you're yeah, feeling as well. So. Yeah. Oh, and one other disclaimer we are just two friends having an open conversation. Um, so non professional. So. Um, we have a lot of therapy under our belt, but no degrees to. Correct. Uh, <laughs> Correct. <laughs> many, many um, practice rounds, but still, yeah. you know. Okay, so um, first, I'll go first. The word that I'm feeling um, right now is restless. I think that's my word today, too. I didn't really? have it until you said it, obviously, but... Uh... Oh, my God, you saw me. Pantries. Oh, I wish I saw pantries in a bunch. Um, uh, oh, nice. Uh, Just kidding it. I can't wait until you come see me at brunch again. Yeah, I was trying to find a word for it, but I think restless fits. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. kind of anxious. Not anxious. Not anxious and like, um, oh, speaking of which, though, I haven't taken my pills this morning, so that might help. Yeah, so anxious is your word or restless? I think anxious, or I think restless is more um, appropriate. I'm not really anxious about anything. I was when I got up because I do have a long day. Um, But um, I'm trying not to future trip even within the day. Future tripping is easy to do with, like, projects and stuff. But, like, taking it moment by moment and minute by minute in the day, I think, will help, too, with me and my problems of future tripping and anxiety so, yeah, yeah and it's I mean, such a, a distraction bit anxious, a little too. Bit restless what's up i was saying it's um it's such an easy distraction to go to because then you don't have to think about what's happening like in the moment you don't have to feel yeah just keep, keep moving forward so um yeah like when okay. like when jj is cuddling me in the morning i'm future tripping that he won't ever cuddle with me again <laughs> or jj has no clue it's completely crazy. It's what we do, though. It's it's not crazy. It is absolutely what we all do. It's just, it's so, um, what is that? Kind of, yeah, so. Catastrophizing. Oh, I do that all the time. Jesse. Jesse, I can't wait till we meet one day. So Jesse and I, uh, we've met through the internets when I started doing my wrestling show on YouTube. And she's a big wrestling commentator and fan. Oh, nice. Um, hi, Rob. It's rad. Uh, stick around. We're talking about fear today. Um, so, and I think Jessie is our people. I think you would love her too. Uh, and also just has had uh, a lot of experience in life. Uh, anyway, you're going to have to reel me in today. I feel like. Okay. So let yeah, let's, let's get to I, the, let's get to the, um, I don't eat meat. So like, let's get to the tofu and potatoes. Let's get to the soy of it. Yeah, let's get to the the plant-based protein and potatoes. (laughs) Um, Um, Fear. Fear is what we're talking about today. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Nice. 
So I think what, when we originally discussed this topic or when it came up, we just, there's so much fear going on right now that it is really easy to indulge in. Like personally, I have spent many days, um, you know, future tripping and just going down this like wormhole of, of anxiety and tension and resistance. And it's all like fear-based. It's all, you know, coming from a place of scarcity and, um, loss and grievance. And I think we just wanted to like shine some light on that and talk about that today. Tension is a good word. Tension is such a good word. I'm remembering I had a dream about this. I had a dream about us. And we were talking about imposter syndrome yesterday. And mm-hmm. I think my dream was that Stephanie has much more experience than I do. And what am I doing? Even partnered with her, you know, that sort of thing, which is so crazy. That was a dream that, for the record. <laughs> that was a dream. That was a dream. <laughs> um, but that happens to me a lot when I'm working with people. Um, I will compare and despair for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've done that my whole drag career walking into a room full of big personalities is like and that's something that's a major fear of mine that's a that's a larger fear if we're talking in the more which is interesting to think about i was listening to that fear setting podcast by tim ferris and it talks a lot about like thinking about that and you know thinking about your uh fears rather than your goals and i know what my goals are but i don't think about i don't intellectualize my fears like i should and Mm -hmm. i don't give them the weight that they should they deserve and i think a lot of what i've been listening to this week because every time fear comes up since we decided on this topic i've been listening to what surrounds that and um the thing that stuck out to me the most the fear is needed we need that fear the fear is what takes care of us. The fear is yes. what uh, prevents us from danger. The fear is what protects us. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we don't listen and honor that, we're not going to um, get anywhere with our goals. And, and there, there's really, really interesting to think about. And there's such a balance, though, to strike that, of course, we, we understand why the feeling exists and we want to honor that, but also you know, striking the balance between being paralyzed by fear and being able to move, you know, despite fear. Um, Tim Ferriss has a great quote or play on words, but instead of like fearless, he has like a dash between it. So it's fearless. And I love that because it allows you to still honor that feeling that exists for a very important reason, not only like evolutionary wise, but it, it, it serves you, it pushes you, and it makes you, like, feel human and connected. Um, but you you can still move through it and not allow it to, like, dominate whatever goals you have or whatever it is that you need to move from point A to point B. I'm still new to Tim. I just discovered him this week when I was researching Thanks. this topic. But it seems like, and I didn't clock the fear dash less, but that makes sense. It seems like a lot of his work is uh, creating less fear about fear, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, I think that we're all scared and we 
that's easy to get lost because we're playing the comparison game. Like you just said, you know, you'll walk into a room with more experienced like performers and you'll just kind of like do a check and say, Oh, no matter what, like they're definitely more experienced. They're better than me to this or that. Like we're constantly projecting. And that in itself is like, it's a good thing because it allows it us to rise above and to challenge ourselves and to feel uh-huh. uncomfortable. But and that is not to say it hasn't that's not to say it hasn't gotten better because like you said like yeah it it over the years it's taught me to like jess is saying reframing that fear and knowing Mm -hmm. and and recognizing what i have that they don't and not in a bad way but like what do i have to bring to the table you know yeah uh and uh that's helpful yeah, I've professionally too, I've felt that a lot. Like I started, you know, my own business in the last like years and just feeling like, why, why is anybody listening to what I do? Why is, you know, why are people partnering with me and my company? And just feeling like the comparison game is so easy to do that if I feel like I've been able to like push that fear into something positive um, and really go after things that I wanted to, but like, have there been days where I'm, you know, meeting with people and feeling like they could choose someone who's 10 million times better than me or more talented and, you know, just sizing things up. It, it is for me, it's been a struggle because I didn't go to like, I, I, especially like, you know, where I live, a lot of people have like advanced degrees and I don't, and I'm from like kind of this like nitty gritty place. And I'm always just feeling like small in the room. But it, it's, it's also built into, like, the essence of who I am. It kind of makes me feel really proud, too, that I'm, like, showing up in those same spaces, whether or not I, quote, unquote, you know, have what they have or whatever. Like, I have something different, and that is me pushing past my fear in those instances. And humility, too. hmm Like, even when I walk into a room and... Uh, I see people that I feel like might be better than me for whatever reason, or if that's what my mind is telling me, like I still am there to learn. Um, I'm still there to um, offer what I have at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, even if somebody is being a cunt ass bitch and I'm sorry for my language, but there it is. Keep then I am like, okay, so, okay. What, what am I learning from them? You know, they're still a great performer, but they're still a great performer, but this thing and this thing, what can I get from them? And that's a really good point because I think if somebody's pardon the French, but if they're being a kind of ass bitch, like they're doing it because they're having some fear as well that's setting in and they're, everybody's fear like manifests in different ways. So some people get really irritable. Some people like get small and peel back. And, you know, I mm-hmm. think for us to discuss this topic, like I, I just think it's really important to be curious about how that presents in different situations for different people, because we might assume immediately that they think they're better than us and they are, you know, narcissists or whatever. But I I think typically that's not true. Like most people are scared and they're just, we're all trying to like see how to chameleon our way into these situations or work through them. And I don't know. I think the closer you can acknowledge and just be real about your, 
scaredness, your fear in a situation, like the more human you'll be able to, um, to navigate the situation and just be more real with people and connect. And like, that is, I think the baseline of everything, like Brene Brown says, like, we're just not forming these connections and we're kind of missing all these like sliding door moments with people and fear is like a big connector, especially now. Yeah. Yeah. We're all fucking scared right now. Yeah. (laughs) We're all doing our best. I do Mm -hmm. believe that. I do believe that even when I don't believe it. Yeah. We talk about that a lot in the rooms though. Like, and by the rooms, I mean like the step 12 step rooms um, that I go to. It's, it's like, okay, so why, why is, why is that person making you feel a certain way? Why is, you know, what, what is that mirror trying to show you? You know, we talk a lot about that in the rooms. Which is so frustrating. I just want to be mad at people or annoyed with people sometimes, but it's so true. It's like, okay, so why? Like, yesterday you saw me. I was, like, in a mood, but I couldn't step out of it. And I realized that this morning when I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, you forgot to step outside of it, outside of that emotion. And, like, and you, when we got off the phone, you were like, enjoy the anger or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, what? The, the whole day, I wasn't angry at you, but I was angry because I didn't know how to do that. And that's not my fault either. Like I didn't grow up learning how to uh, honor anger or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I was so like annoyed. And the answer was the whole day just to step outside of it and ask myself why. Um, and I think I did a little bit, but not enough. I just like could, kept staying into it, staying in the anger and then, uh, it was kind of the fear of stepping outside of that and actually uh, acknowledging why I was angry, you know? Okay. And also acknowledging why it was okay for me to be angry about whatever I was angry about. It just kept happening all day, too. I was like, but I think that fear of stepping outside of it and observing, it's kind of... It's kind of scary to be that type of person. To be angry? No, to be the type of person that's going to actually um, rise above their emotions. Because then, then once you learn how to do that, you have to, I feel like, then you're there. You've learned this new thing of how to step outside of yourself and you have to, I, I would, this is what keeps me from doing a lot of things is that I, if you know better then why are you doing, why are you not doing better? It's okay to like have like those depressive moments or whatever, but can't stay there. And yesterday I was staying there. Does that make That's sense? So yeah, I'm processing that because it reminds me of um, like meditation work when you're able to feel everything and you're able to understand like so i practice vipassana and you're constantly when i'm in meditation i'm just scanning my body to like feel any tension any tightness in my stomach or my tingling in my fingertips like we're working to create this base layer of um of rising and passing rising and passing and just like have an awareness of it and non-attachment 
and rising and real- passing of actual body, the actual tension in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. But to like, to apply that, how that like presents itself outside of, you know, on your cushion, like you have to really begin to practice that non-attachment and feeling, um, if I'm angry, like I just need to like take inventory, let it be, and then let it move forward. Like try not to create, um, you know, just an attachment to what that moment is because it will pass. It will go away. And when you master that, which I have not by any means, but when you master that, then yeah, you're right. Like it's kind of scary. Like I'm, I've, I fear it in a good way because I, I hold on. And I think this might be true for all of us, but like we hold on to our emotions because it like helps us feel who we are. It helps us feel connected, but there's like some ego involved in that too. And yeah, so you let go of that, then you're in uncharted territory. And that's really scary. Yeah. Oh, I had so many things come up, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jesse's yeah. killing all the comments. <laughs> Jesse's killing it. Um, holding on to it. I think. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, I feel like that's all I had for a long time mm-hmm. was holding on to my emotions. And, you know, I think for me, I had to find therapy for myself. I had to find yoga for myself. I had to teach myself how to eat, eat better because I wasn't mm-hmm. given those tools as a youngin. Um, and that's not uh, a negative comment on, um, my family because as i've said in the past like i don't i'm not really holding on to those resentments anymore but yeah i am observing how it's still affecting my life today you know and you really went you really like that was like such a stream of consciousness consciousness like i want to add to what you just said right now and say like from our families Um, from my family, particularly like my parents, I think that they have, there's a lot of safety and ease in staying exactly where you are because you know, what's there, you know what to expect. So even if it's not the place that serves you, you at least know what it is that you're in and you got to figure it out. And there's not a challenge to change. And when you start to branch out of that and go beyond and be more or fear less, then like some crazy shit's going to come up. Like there's just going to be this like profound change and it could be the smallest thing in your day where you realize I do not have to be um, angry the entire day or, or whatever that looks like. It's just, and yet, and yet it's another thing. I don't know if you feel this yet. It's another thing that separates me from my family is Mm -hmm. thinking that way. And so if I, you know, like, in many ways, there's part, you know, people in my family that haven't, they still exist in that mind state. And so when I go home, I have to kind of revert in a way. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you revert a little bit or you like have to change who you are a little bit when you go home? I've definitely yeah, been I, practicing. 
I've definitely been practicing in the last few years to present more as who I am, but I've done that in my daily life in general. But um, I'm working on that too. I notice that I speak differently when I go home. I think speaking differently is okay as long as you're not saying stuff that you don't mean. If you change your language, that's just code switching. You know, yeah, like, just, I code switch like, a lot when I go home. When I go, when I go into fucking gay bars, Uncle Freak, hi, uh, <laughs> Uncle Freak, who is also uh, this is Foxy Bella Freak, burlesque drag king, local, amazing, also raising a child while living their fucking life. Such wow. an inspiration. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, Uncle Freak, when I was watching your show. And it's like. It boggles my mind that you have such freedom in what you do and you show that to your child because I can't fucking imagine uh, my parents having ever done that. Anyway, tangent. What was I saying? Oh, well, that wasn't a tangent because that's fearing less. Like, that's just moving through the fear and saying, fuck it, I'm going to do fearing it no matter less. what. Mm-hmm. And I know, not to speak for somebody else, but I know they come from a really conservative background too, you know? So yeah. uh, I think that's where my brain was going. But I think, you know, I took myself, and I love my family. I talk about my family a lot, but I love my family so much. My family is the type of family that if something's wrong, if your car breaks down, if you're having a bad day, if you're having financial trouble, they will fucking be there. And I know this. I love that. I love my family. But I had to take, I took myself out of that. And it's funny because last Sunday I had two very long conversations with both of my parents separately. They both called me on the same day, back to back. It was crazy. But um, I think I took myself away from my family for fear and protection. I was actually talking about this with my mom. It's like, I admitted to her, I was like, it was my fault I took myself away from my family because when I was about to come out, I was protecting myself. I had a, I had a very real fear that I was not going to be accepted. And talking to her, she was like, I can't believe you would think that. And I was like, but I did. Mm-hmm. I was observing the world around me. I was doing experiments by putting queer, whatever queer representation we had in the late 90s, early 2000s on television. I would put that on the television to see their reactions because I was doing my research. And it scared me. You know, their reactions kind of scared me because they didn't know. They didn't know I was queer at the time. Right. Uh, which is not an excuse. You shouldn't have those reactions about anybody anytime, you know, but they did. And uh, so I took, I created my own world outside of them and it separated. So, but in the last couple of years, and I stopped going home for Christmas too because it was just becoming too much. And I love Christmas and it's a big holiday in our family. Um, this brush just feels good. There's nothing on it. (laughs) (laughs) You would do that in such therapy. I'm curious. Did you plan those conversations with your parents or did you kind of know? I did not. I did plan in the respect that I've been thinking a lot about my family and wanting to have some more authentic conversation. And I think actually what we're doing here has like opened me up to that. Wow. Um, Oh, God, we only have 15 minutes left, but I feel like we yeah. have a lot of conversation. Should we come back? after that? We'll see. We what can do whatever at. we want. Yeah, if we, we can definitely next do Next week, for those of you that are on here next week, I think we're going to try to move to Facebook or Zoom or Zoom to Facebook so, we'll, so we don't have this one-hour time limit on Instagram stories. And we might do both in the transition. 
So um, if you're on the Facebook, you can go search the group, Can I Have a Word? Um, um, anyway, I feel like I have a lot more to say about this. That's why I'm like, uh, maybe we should. Anyway, um, no, I didn't plan the conversations, but I've been thinking of, of planning those conversations. Hi, Angel Electra. And, and I think that prepared me to like actually ask the questions and not have the fear. This is what I was getting at with Tim. He said, hard choices, what we fear asking, saying the biggest challenges won't solve, won't be solved with comfortable conversations or others. And it was funny. It was uncomfortable, but it was so freeing and so easy. And I think my, my mother and my mom, my mother and my mom, (laughs) Uh, she's also changed in the last few years. And now we're, we're both like here and we had this really adult conversation. So did I prepare for the conversations? Yes and no. Okay. But what I was saying earlier is I took myself out of my family. And then a couple of years ago, my nephew was born, changed my life. I never thought like, you know, they always say that like when you're a parent and you have a child, you're like, your life has changed. You just experienced this love. And I kind of experienced a little bit of that with my nephew, my first nephew, the night he was born, my heart changed. Like literally I felt it change and grow. Like, I don't even know this kid. I've never even met this kid, but like my heart has grown. And so he changed my life in that I needed to be present for my family more. I need to be present for me. I needed to, I've been talking a lot about inner child stuff this week. I need to be present for the kid that was too scared to be himself. And I'm at the point where, you know, those things that might have scared me back then don't scare me anymore. So to represent who I am and show that to my family uh, and not my family, not the adults, but like the younger kids in my family of like, there's an option for you if you're feeling this, because who knows what these kids are going to, there's so many kids in my family, who knows what, who they are you know yeah. they they maybe don't even know or maybe they're confused about it you know my confusion started very early in age in in life and so it really drove me to want to be there and so i chose to go home this one christmas a couple of years ago for the first time and i was like talking to my therapist about it and it all came to presentation my words i am in control of my presentation i'm in control of so i like for the first time chose like a wardrobe to go home that was comfortable to me trying not to think about if it would be comfortable for them and it was just simple like i don't know just simple things like nothing huge it's not like because i'm usually like a t-shirt and jeans person anyway but i wanted to wear so i wore all black to the christmas like thing because that's just how i feel comfortable i'm living my goth fantasy as like an almost 40 year old for the first time so, uh, and it was such a good trip and I got to hang out with all the kids and, and, uh, and it just keeps growing and growing. And, uh, you know, I have such like a young spirit anyway, so mm-hmm. it's fun for me to like, and that's what it's about. I don't care what the adults think about me anymore. I love them. I know them. They love me. I don't care, uh, what they think about me anymore, but I do care that there is some sort of representation in my family. This reminds me of, um, I've been listening to whatever Brene Brown's podcast since it came out a bunch. And she has this like great line about, 
um, perspective is gained through experience and to be able to have, yeah, it's, it's so true. Like for you to be able to give like some of your perspective and share that because of the experiences that you've gone through and to be able to give that back to your family in a way that's loving and protective, like what a, just, it, it is, you're planting seeds that you don't even know. You're showing like healthy behavior that you get to be yourself and you can be afraid and still do things. And I think we just, a lot of, we just don't have that very often, you know, because people are so protective of who they are and even adults aren't living their truth, you know? And so if you're showing that to children, I was just going to say this. I think I am showing it to my family, too, because, you know. I also, a couple of years ago, I was having a lot of trouble with my mom and, like, coming, you know, she had a big um, issue with me doing drag, and it caused a riff in our relationship. And I was I so focused on her. I was so focused on her that I forgot that I had these other people in my family that were supportive no matter what. So I started focusing on them. And you know what? My mom caught up. She's not, she's not there yet. She's, never, she's not going to come see my show. But she's, she's to the point where she is at. And she's, she's kind of meet in the middle. And, you know, it's been really helpful. Because I stopped focusing on that lack that I was getting. Yeah. We have like nine Yeah. Years. That's a great point. Because we are we're in fear when we're driving ourselves with fear there is often a scarcity element that we're freaking out about that we don't have enough of or that we're going to lose what we have and there's always so much to go around that we we like lose sight of that because we're focusing on on you know what's missing rather than what is actually like in the full picture and even though things aren't perfect, like there's still people who you had, who I had, who have been really supportive in through all of our growth, through all of our fear and through all of our decisions that we've made that still scared us, but we push forward anyways. But, you know, the parental thing is always so hard because you just like, we crave their acceptance and support. You want so much from your parents and sometimes that's too much. Mm-hmm. They're just human too. You know, like it's too exactly. much to yeah. for everything. That's the best realization. Yeah. And it does take a village. And that's like the most true thing. Mm. That's like the most true thing. I'm thinking about right now, one of my friends in California, when I moved to California, Faith, her, at the time her daughter was like in middle school and Faith was a single mother, but she was surrounded by all of these vibrant people and she would bring people into her lives just to, you know, like come over to my house. I can't leave. I have Cynthia, you know? So we'd go and we'd watch America's next top model every week was one of our things that we did. But, and I look at Cynthia now and she's such, she's has a child. She's pregnant with her second child, which is crazy to me. Like I was babysitting this kid, but it's one of those moments. And she has um, become this truly beautiful human. And I, I can't help but feel like I was a part of that in some small way, you know, like because yeah. her mother had the foresight to know that she couldn't do it alone. She needed to ask for help. She could, her family wasn't really present either. So she had surrounded with herself with good people that would help her and support her. And, um, 
Yeah. Um, that fear of really asking for the things, you know. Yeah, that, it's scary. Um, all right, I have one more like little gem I want to throw out there to to add to this, but uh, Tim Ferriss says that life's successes can often be measured by the number of uncomfortable conversations you're willing to have, and that one always like. Wait, say this again. Yeah, he says that life's successes can often be measured by the number of uncomfortable conversations you're willing to have. And I think of that anytime that I have to go in hard on, uh, you know, an employer and discuss like what pay I think I should be earning or with a friend Mm -hmm. who has, you know, personally deeply offended or hurt and with a parent who I need to just keep it real and let them know how, you know, their behaviors have been destructive and, you know, all these things, like these are conversations that are really scary and it's easy to brush them off and just say, I'd rather not have them. But the impact, the opening, like cracking that, that open and shining the light on where it really needs to go, like that is going through fear and just saying, fuck it. Like I have to speak my truth. And I don't know that like we push each other enough to do that. And it's not, you know, a radical or reckless thing. It's just, it's like living in your truth and having these conversations with people that care about you. And, you know, like you want to have a true bond, like a real conversation, but it's it's just scary sometimes. And so we, we take like the, the quieter way out of it. I know Uh, I've done that a ton. Same, but I think you and I have both like done it. Uh, thank you for holding the space, Jason. So please, yeah, we're doing it every week, Uncle Freak. Let's look at <laughs> yes, thank you guys. The comments are incredible. Um, we, um, oh, it was Tim Ferriss's, one of his uh, um, mentors' mantra is easy choices, hard life, hard choices, easy life. And I think that is so true. The easy choices. It caused so much stress sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think for me, I'm so concerned with being liked that I don't often make those harder choices or have those harder uh, um, uh, conversations. Guys, uh, join us over on Facebook at Can I Have a Word? There's a group that we've started. um, uh, Uncle Freak, I'll add you over there. Jesse, are you on my Facebook? Jason Allen Harris, go search me and then, um, or send me a private message. Uh, and we have a private group started, which we, we will broadcast there. And I was just thinking during this, we could probably archive these old conversations through the group them. video. Yeah. Um, so we have two, and we're going to be doing this every week. Okay. We got, we got to wrap it up. We're, we're down we're to the last few minutes. Um, I think the one thing that I didn't say, uh, I wanted to speak to one of my current fears. And my current fear is actually a future fear of like, <sighs> what's going to happen when this is like over or, and it's not going to be over. We keep talking about this event that's happening in the world as being over and it's not ever going to be over. It's just our lives are completely changed. And I'm finding myself being so scared to leave my neighborhood, even though I know I have precautions I can take. Um, put a mask on, wear some gloves. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm scared to go to, like, get on the train and go two stops down right now. And I'm not that, that kind of fear is not the fear I've ever had, if that makes sense. And so that's something that I'm dealing with. Yeah, I think we're working through what this looks like because it's such an adjustment and um, there's so many unknowns, but my favorite thing that I've been going to is like right now, I think the best thing for myself is really placing faith in harm reduction and making sure that I'm being as safe as I can in my everyday exchanges and, you know, just being really mindful with that. But um, yeah, we're in uncharted territories and it's uncomfortable. Wear so. your mask, keep your distance, go on walks mm-hmm. with your friends. And say hi to the friends. people that you're passing. Like Say hi to people <laughs> that you're passing. Um, join us on Facebook. Like the Can I Have a Word Instagram. Um, have these conversations with a friend. FaceTime, Zoom. I hated doing this shit before this quarantine happened. I hated being on the phone. Yeah. I hated seeing, and I can actually say that in past tense now. Like I hated it, and now I don't. I've learned to love it. I've learned something new, you know. Yeah. People are always talking about, oh, I'm doing, learning all these new things. I guess that's. I keep thinking of like the grander things of what I'm going to glean from this uh, thing, and I think I love that word. Glean. Yes. The smaller thing that I'm learning is to love this style of communication. Mm. So if that's all I get from this, that's a lot for me. Yeah. Same. And it's, you know, I, I love that we are doing this too on, in such an open space. Like it's scary and there's some fear in that, but it also feels really good to push through like the, the juice is worth the squeeze on this. What time did we start? I haven't even gotten a countdown yet. It's ten. Um, I think we started like five minutes late because okay. we'll just we wait were both we we're just both just running behind this morning. <laughs> Let's just wait for this countdown. Um, yeah. So, if you guys um, do, you have any questions in the comments, or is there anything that like you want to add? We would love to kick it back to to you guys. And honestly, thank you so much for even being a part of this conversation today. Um, it. It feels really good to read all the things that you guys are saying in the comments and just like, I don't know, we're, I feel like we're talking to an, an abyss and um, reading well, like that reading some of this resonates. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, yeah. It makes me feel like I have built this community that wants to have these conversations. Yes. yes. So that makes me feel good. I'm just like, this brush feels so good. This is a more brush. You need to get me a brush too. Oh, what number it is. But it's uh, <laughs> just a little comfortable. I'm going to do that thing that they do on. Uh, mm-hmm. We have oh, one cool. minute and six seconds. Let's um, let's recap with um, how we're feeling now. Yeah. I'm feeling it's still restless and a little bit anxious. But like now I'm feeling it like in the now and not in the future. If that makes yeah. sense. And I also I want to. But I want to like put out a little mantra for myself. Oh, I love that, Jesse. And that is, or an affirmation, you know, I got this. Just mm-hmm. simple. I got this. I got this today and I got this tomorrow and I got this in the next, yeah. you know? 
Um, one of your friends last week had said during their conversation that feelings are not facts. And that one has been sitting with me for a week now. And I obsessed yeah. with it because you just, have 12 seconds. Sorry. Yeah. So um, thank you guys all for.